Okay, we're live. Um, around the whiteboard, take one. Um, if you're going to do something new, do it live where everybody can see it, and it's really embarrassing if you fuck it up. Oh, I'm not supposed to swear. Fuck it. I've done it twice. Um, so <laughs> we've got uh, we we've got Lauren um, Lauren Smith. She's an affiliate owner from uh, Wales Vale CrossFit. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah nice one. And she's a sideline reporter for the games and lots of like real sports as well, like um, cycling and rugby and stuff too. Um, we've got Craig Howard. He has been an affiliate owner since before uh, Greg Lassen was born. Um, he's, <laughs> he started his affiliate like 2005, 2006, uh, Diablo. He's yeah. also a podcast host, PRs All Day. Um, and we've got Andrew Hiller, who is a former affiliate owner for like five years. Um, he runs Hiller Fit. He is the fittest YouTuber. Um, and he is a respected and feared voice in the CrossFit space, I would say. Um, so I'll just give you, I'll give you a small little rundown on what's going to happen just for anybody that's watching. And I'm not going to make it too arduous or like long winded because people have just stopped listening. So you have three topics. And we have three guests, so we'll take turns going first. So on topic one, um, Lauren's going to go first, and then Craig on topic two, Hiller on topic three. Uh, so everyone will have a chance to go first, everyone will have a chance to go second, everyone will have a chance to go last. You're going to have 60 seconds to speak on your topic, um, and then after, you, after your 60 seconds are up, you it passes to the next person who can, if they want to, they can comment on your 60 seconds if they want, but you know, they might be better off sticking to their own plan. Every, after everybody's had a turn of their 60 seconds, we'll go back down the line and you'll have 20 seconds to re rebut something that was said. So Lauren can like piss take Hiller's take and say that's stupid because X, Y, Z you'll get points for making good points and valid points and well-explained points. You will lose points for, long-winded like ums and ahs and not really saying anything and just kind of talking out of your arse basically um and you can gain points in your rebuttal by an effective rebuttal of someone else's point or by building upon that person's point and making it you know like bring it to a new height if you just say to someone ah oh, that's dumb you're not going to get a point um it's only if you actually critique their point effectively um all right we've lost craig fuck's sake um <laughs> Um, all right, so we got. Oh shit, he's got a Bible. <laughs> Do you swear? Um, so I think this clock should work. There we go. All right, so we got sixty seconds. Oh, nice. Well, the Chase said. Chase told me to put it in the bottom of the screen, and I was like, "That's another thing I have to fucking worry about." So I'm just going to do it this way. Um, so I'll give you. I've written down a little preamble. Um, I'm not going to pretend I'm not reading it because it's going to be really fucking obvious when I start anyway. Um, okay. So much has been made about the recent changes at HQ. We've got Dacoons hiring surveys of questionable terms and focus. Rumors are abound that an affiliate fee increase is imminent, perhaps tomorrow. Uh, what would CrossFit need to do or need to offer in order to justify a 30 to 50% increase, as has been muted, in fees or is justification needed? So, Lauren, go. Um, firstly, 
I don't think it is justifiable as an affiliate owner across the board. That could equate to potentially up to two months of someone's profit increasing by 50% up to 4,500. We're not all massive affiliate owners, but if I had to argue for it, I would like to see maybe a shared equity in CrossFit, general insurance, music licensing, something that could take kind of money away from something else that I'm spending on. Like that could be all included in like an affiliate package. Um, or they need to prove that they have grown the brand name to a point where I'm making that money back off the investment I'm making in putting that logo on the front of my gym. Um, and I think off the back of what, 2019, 2020, that's probably a little bit questionable at the moment if they've really built the brand back up to what we were seeing at like the peak point of the 2018 games. Um, in general, I think it starts as um, it's already a rich man's game and it's kind of cutting off a real section of society if you're raising the affiliate. Right. I also forgot to say that if you were over 60 seconds on mute, you were actually pretty close to stopping back on time there. Like, <laughs> that was actually pretty impressive. Um, all right. So I'm giving you two points well, for that. I, was two, I, I felt like there was two compelling points there. Um, we'll come back to the, the positives from everyone um, towards the end. Right, Craig. 60 seconds means 60 seconds, Craig, okay? Just right. so we're clear. All right, go. So I'm OG. Um, I feel like a rate increase. CrossFit doesn't need to do anything to increase rates. They haven't increased rates in, in quite a while. And increasing rates... Uh, the concern now among CrossFit affiliate owners, uh, uh, older, more established CrossFit affiliate owners, is that the experience that new people have going into a CrossFit is less than desirable, and that impacts all of us. One way for CrossFit to quickly separate the wheat from the chaff is to raise rates, um, and thereby those affiliates that are less than desirable or not doing that great a job are probably going to step away from affiliation until they can either build themselves back up or step out of the business altogether. Um, they've been doing a lot for affiliates already. The number of tools that are available for me are, are 10x higher than they used to be, um, into, including content, including access to communications. Um, we now have regional reps. We've never had regional reps before, so the ability to communicate is much better than it has ever been. They've done quite a bit. They haven't raised rates, especially for... All right, Craig, you're right. Time's up. <laughs> I actually... Doing pretty good. I, you were doing... I don't know how you did it, but you actually rigged the clock as well. You got an extra 10 <laughs> seconds because I forgot to start the clock properly. Um, all right. Uh, Craig, I'm giving you three for that. So there was, Sorry uh, for the American viewers. I'm giving you three uh, for that. Um, there's a couple of decent points in there. Um, like I said, we'll come back at the end. I want to I give everyone a chance to rebut. I don't want to tell people what I liked and then sway them from what they're going to rebuke or not. All right, Hiller, 60 seconds. Why or what do CrossFit need to do in order to justify their increases? First, I want to say they should have already done that because I say that everything mm. I look at CrossFit doing is something I would have liked to have done as an affiliate owner. I would never increase the rates of my affiliate unless I had already proven that there was something worth paying for at that point. I will go further to say, and I think that no one's going to disagree with this, that media is something that all the affiliates would like. And it's not just media because they are putting out more media. Their YouTube channel has been pretty active as of late. But I think that they need a laser pointer. The Forging Lee Fitness is something that I always liked because it was almost as if they were talking to these people. And when you're pointing a laser pointer at something, other people are going to go, hey, what are you pointing that thing at? And at which rate, 
it'll draw more people to it. So sure, some people are looking at it like it's freaking ridiculous, but you do know who you're talking to at that point. So I think that they should have already proven it. And I also think that they need to be very uh, adamant about what it is that they're t talking about in the media that they end up producing. Wow, two, two seconds one. to spare. That's pretty impressive. Um, all right, I'm giving you three for that as well here. Um, so we'll come back down the line. My clock isn't going to be as fancy this time. Um, so you got 20 seconds. So you can either uh, critique what someone else has said, or you can build on top of what someone else has said and uh, you know improve upon it. So Lauren, you're up. So Craig, you mentioned that it would separate the wheat from the chaff and we would lose certain types of affiliates. Say we lost 10% of what the 48,000 affiliate, well, that might be a bit wild. Um, how much would that ref like reflect in open registration and the money that CrossFit's building up at grassroots base? So I think there is a balance to be had about making it still affordable, but potentially bringing in more income from CrossFit side. Nicely done. That was well-timed as well. That was a great, good point. Um, all right, Craig, hang on a sec. Good um, luck. <laughs> Go. Okay, um, I want to know um, who this guy is uh, on my right there and what happened to him. It doesn't seem to be Andrew Hiller because that his response uh, surprised me, um, and I support his response. Um, and it was along along the same lines as mine. So, um, yeah, two thumbs up for Andrew. Which part? Which one? Which which response? Um, regarding, they should have done it a long time ago. This clock thing is fucking stupid. I should have just done what Chase said. <laughs> just leave a run it. You can leave. <laughs> I, do you think I'd be able to count back from 23 minutes in 20 second intervals? No. I think, I think you're doing just fine. Um, all right, Hiller, last rebuttal. I like that Lauren brought up music because I don't think that's something that's often brought up in an affiliate, no. but someone could point that out and say, hey, you're not allowed to just play Spotify. You got to have something that's sharing. What I didn't like was her saying that there should be some sort of a share from the affiliates with CrossFit. I think that would cost way more money than three to $5,000. All right, time's up. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give out, so the points, you're actually all tied on, uh, sorry, Lauren and Craig, you're tied on three and Hiller, you're on four. One of the points in Lauren's that I disagreed with was the equity point and then Hiller like countered that. So I, he got an extra point for that because I thought that was a, kind of a, a risky take. Um, I did like the music thing from Lauren and Craig and Hiller. I liked your take that it's something that probably should have happened before now. Um, with that in mind, there's obviously going to be a lot of, uh, there's a lot of affiliates that are grandfathered in, say, and they're on older rates and they're not on the same rate as everyone else. H how do you get, so Craig, you're someone who's been around since like, the, you know, the Iron Age. Um, and if, <laughs> if you have an increase coming and there's going to be gyms that are paying like $5,000 um reportedly from like say january or whatever whenever they bring it in um like one you're going to piss owners off coming up to the open and then two how do you get people who have been paying grandfather rates up to like do you just leave them where they are do you gradually increase it do you just say all right guys you're paying five grand sorry you got to keep up with the times um, we, I, if I was doing it, I would do it just like I did with our members. We grandfathered rates back in the early days, similar to what CrossFit did for us as an affiliate, uh, almost uh, almost duplicating that model. And what we found is it's not sustainable because the newer newer members had to essentially carry the load for all of the changes that we wanted to make, new equipment expansion we wanted to do. So we brought up the old members' rates gradually over a two-year period of time. 
Um, we, so, we, so we staggered them up so it wasn't so overwhelming at first. I Personally, that's how I would handle it, and I think it's uh, – and it's it, it's the fair thing to do. And I'm, you look I'm, as an affiliate owner, I'm paying five hundred dollars a year. Um, I should be paying more. And uh, and I'm comfortable. What, what would that. you? What would your reaction be if they said if the announcement came out tomorrow saying everyone, including CrossFit Diablo, you're now paying five thousand um, dollars? It would be startling, but <laughs> but again, it would be something that I that I that I'd get behind. Yeah. Um, Hiller, what about the rumors that it's geographical location based? So depending on what country you're in, that you'll pay a different, you'll have a different increase facing you, or you'll pay a different rate. It seems as if he may have finally gotten in touch with the individual that I spoke to from South America, where he he, he was trying to get in touch with Don Fall. He had all these affiliates around him who were trying to speak and say, "Hey, we can't afford affiliation," and I actually think that that's justifiable as long as they can say how that they're doing that. They, they, don't really, yeah. they don't really say why or how they're doing much, but Dave's been doing a good job on his channel, so I guess I shouldn't say that concretely. Hmm. Um, Lauren, what would, you, what would your response be? So say you and I live in kind of a like strange geographic location. Like if you're in America, chances are you're surrounded by other American states. Um, whereas if you're in Wales, you've got like England beside you, you've got Ireland across the water, you've got like everything's, you've got different nations that are right beside each other. How do you think that they'll handle that kind of thing where different affiliates in different countries are going to have different rates when like, what would it be based on GDP or population or number of affiliates? You'd like to think it would be based off GDP. Um, I don't think I don't think HQ sees us necessarily as individuals, um, so I don't think we would necessarily have that problem. But um, I'm thoroughly behind kind of the initiative that uh, like kind of slightly more like younger markets have a, a lower point of entry. Otherwise, we're going to heavily weight. We are going to so heavily weight this sport to the people who can afford it, and that's the whole point, right? I my box in particular is in quite a deprived area. We can't raise what we're asking our members to pay without like negatively impacting the people who are coming to us. So it's, you know, I'm in, me and my partner are in a lucky position that we have other jobs as well. So we can sh probably shoulder the extra cost, but that's going to be like really not the case for a lot of people. Hmm. Yeah, it's tricky. And I think especially after the whole uh, Hiller's mama deer thing, I think it's tricky that, um, <laughs> it's tricky that this news is coming and it's tricky that it's coming when a lot of people are pissed off about not everybody but a lot of people are pissed off about the quarterfinals thing a lot of people are pissed off with the hiring that's been made recently and the changes that have been made recently and i think it's going to annoy people that uh some people will see it as oh you're increasing affiliate fees just after you've hired these two c-suite people and they're not coming from inside crossfit they're coming from outside crossfit and we've seen things about them that we don't like and things about them that we don't respect anyone can jump in on was there was there want. a question in there no i'm just kind of throwing a point out there that people might be pissed off although you guys are saying that people this is something that like crossfit pissed off about absolutely everything that crossfit do though and ultimately there's a wider business strategy at play you know bringing in outside support at high levels actually seems like a fairly sensible decision if you're trying to run a very like international company and you're trying to run it like like an international company and um, mm. so like I, I can't draw any sort of like negativity for, from that whether there's any kind of fallback from their hiring I, I highly yeah. doubt it. They'll have, you know, planned their budget proposals, proposals months, years in advance of. Yeah, you know, this has probably it's, been in the works a while. It's interesting as well because I remember hearing um, Two Brain Business was on Savannah and um, 
on my show as well and I kind of asked him and I think Savan mentioned it to him as well about like increasing rates for members and the response that members have like you know that there'll always be a faction of members that are like fuck this like I can't afford I'm not yeah. paying it whatever and like you're saying Craig I guess it'll separate the wheat from the chaff where there will be gyms who've been like oh I'm an affiliate just because I'm affiliate and like it's fine or whatever are they really in it because they love it? Are they really in it because of they believe in the methodology, because they believe in what it gives them and stuff? And I think by asking, do they have to justify it? I think that's what I was kind of getting at, that like I'm sort of of the belief that increasing the affiliate fees will do what Craig is saying of it'll separate the people that aren't in it for the right reasons and that aren't, you know, maybe good enough at doing it. And you'll have these gyms grow that are good enough at doing it and that are you know doing it for the right reasons and doing it for viable reasons does anyone agree with that or disagree with that cross crossfit has crossfit has two objectives with with the private equity company that's owning it now one is to grow revenues year over year they have to do that the second thing they have to do in order to accomplish that is provide a really good experience at the customer level if they're going to make this investment in marketing and social media and everything else driving more people in they have to make sure that those people come in and have a good experience the going and trying to find these affiliates who they are and helping them and helping them grow they're doing that through mentor programs but that's not fast enough the fastest way to do it raise prices and and you accomplish two things potentially increase uh, increase revenues almost immediately and two potentially create uh, or take care of the the the, the affiliates that aren't providing that experience that we would all like them to provide for, for everyone. Mm. It's painful, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good medicine. Um, so my initial plan was I'd change your uh, handles to be your score. Like I'd add your score into your handle, but I just checked and I can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Let's try these things live, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, a second... A second uh, topic then. So this time, Craig, you're going to go first and then it's going to be Hiller and then Lauren will go last. You still have 60 seconds. Um, if I fuck up, you get a minute and 10 seconds, but we'll, we'll aim for 60. Um, all right. So the game season has been announced up as far as uh, quarterfinals and one big change has been the increase up to 25% moving on to quarterfinals. Um, we have less people moving on to semifinals. So obviously it's going to be a bit of a bottleneck there. There were some issues last year uh, with this stage, like Hiller famously got a fake athlete <laughs> in, as, in as far, like fairly deep into the competition season. Um, yeah, Boz was on the barbell spin. Uh, he didn't seem phased by the increased number. He didn't seem to think that it was any kind of problem. Um, my question is, what should be done to speed up and increase the accuracy and the fairness of you know the final review process? And then what sort of window of time do you think it would require from the end of quarterfinals until the start of semifinals to end up with the right and fair amount of people or fair people into, into the semifinals? Craig. All right, I'll see if I can do as good as Lauren, starting now. Um, uh, my, my answer is let, the, let, a, let, a compu let, the, let a computer program do most of the work. I can open up a Diablo, we use SugarWatt, I can open up SugarWatt, and on a daily basis I can tell you who the outliers are. I have an understanding of my clientele, I can tell you the anomalies right away, I can spot them right away, and then I can look and see whether or not 
um, they they missed reps or whatever they or whatever they did. I think the same thing can be done with the CrossFit uh, Open in the quarterfinals and semifinals. They have a ton of data. Everybody that's doing is going to make it to quarterfinals has probably done the Open before. They have all of that data. There's going to be no surprise that Justin Medeiros will win the couplet that has pull-ups and thrusters. But if there's some guy out of nowhere that's 47 years old that's in the top 10, that's an anomaly. They can get that with data that they have. Scrub it first, then. Uh, look at the uh, um, at the at the people that are you know the bottom thirty percent next. Spend more time there. And You're out of time, Craig. Sorry, you're doing all right though. So brutal. <laughs> yeah, I know it's harsh, but like the other thing is, is I can't I, see that damn clock. So <laughs> yeah, but the the other thing is as well. It's like I can't just let you, like where do I draw the line? If I don't no, draw the line in right. a minute, yeah. No. Uh, no, I'm not apologizing for that, baby. Craig, I'm not apologizing for that. Wasn't an apology. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, Hiller, you're up. Whatever they do, they must be transparent about it because when I go through the leaderboard, I can see that they've very evidently not gone all the way down to 300. So we're curious where they stop. And my my solution to this issue is that they open that thing up. I've said this multiple times. They don't just open up the open for everyone to see, but they open up the quarterfinals. I understand the open might be hard at the level of the affiliate where you're having all these people who can't put all these videos up. But in the quarterfinal, I think that if you want to go to a semifinal, you should have a public video. You should have a public video where for one week's time, you can have everybody look at that thing and they can upvote it or downvote it. It also gives incentive to sign up for the judges course because the only people who could be able to do that are the judges. And it will show you that thousands of judges out there upvoting downvoting things so that by the time you're looking for people to move on to the semifinals you have people with all these open videos and the video should be open because it's by all means a soft semifinal there's a soft semifinal where it's a competition you should be able to watch everyone try to squat below parallel or lock their freaking elbows out god you are really good at sticking to the clock header <laughs> i'm really impressed <laughs> if nothing else practice dude come on <laughs> that's true um all right lauren um Similar to Craig, you've got to move to some sort of AI technology program. At least mm -hmm. then you could then human spot check and make life easier for yourself. I'm actually amazed that given that this is such a contentious issue and it's been going on for such a long time, that they haven't started work with a technology partner to be able to pull this together. I have no doubt it'll be pricey, but long-term it could really legitimize a baseline of what they're looking for in movement standards. Um, Appeals process probably does need to be human, but if, like Craig said, you've got a computer doing most of your work, then the people that you do have involved, like your seminar staff and your like high up judges, can sit there and do the appeals process and then manually double check what the AI has already told you. I also think it probably gives them a little bit more of a kind of a corner to stand their ground and say, like, no, look, you know, it's based off a small percentage of this is how far past parallel you are based on line the listen your audio movement. Um, I've completely undercut my time. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm going to wow. mute you. You just started to ramble there, so I muted you. But yeah, no, that was good. Um, there's a suggestion from Marble. It's been use a higher fee to pay for the AI. Um, used to pay for the coons. <laughs> um, all right, that's everyone. So we'll go back down uh, with uh, rebuttals. So uh, Craig, you're up first. You got 20 seconds. Um, actually, no real rebuttals there. All I would do is refine. I would say Andrew's got the right point that the, the, the video should be public. They can scrub the data ahead of time with technology, save themselves time, and then get a lot of volunteers to help with uh, the video review process. And, and we've got something that works really well, I think. 
Um, Hitter? I inherently disagree with anything that has to do with the word AI because AI is just a repackaged format of something that's already been there that are computers making decisions for everybody. So not that I dislike the idea. I just dislike AI being termed as something that's going to be better than anything that's been possible in the past. Uh, Lauren? It's not about better. It's about speeding up the process and, and kind of mm -hmm. giving kind of a across the board kind of fair assessment which you can never do because of human human error, human interpretation. It kind of leaves the kind of gates open for kind of different baselines. Cool. Um, yeah, I forgot to give out the points at the before the rebuttals. Um, so Lauren uh, and Craig had one each before uh, after their initial points. Hiller had three. Um, Hiller didn't gain any points. Lauren gained one point for her uh, rebuttal on speeding up the process rather than making it better. Um, I thought that was a good answer to that. Um, Hiller, did you know that the C4 in Europe doesn't have beta alanine in it? That's bullshit. Oh, I was so disappointed. <laughs> no so wonder you said you didn't have the tingles. How long did it take yeah. you to figure out? Um, I drank six of them and I realized <laughs> not in a row, yeah, I but like that. I realized I was like, all right, this is six different days and no effect has been had. Um, okay. So how long, how long do you think that that will take? So say if they do, if they, if they use AI, don't use AI, whatever, how long does it take? Do you think to get from the end of quarterfinals? And they obviously have, uh, they've given the dates for the review window. Um, and it's like, the second week in May, I think, is when the, that review window is open. Is that enough time? Like, is that enough, regardless of what technology you're using, is that enough time to effectively say, these are your semi-finalists and we've checked everything from these and everything from anyone within a couple of spots in workouts and overall that could have affected it? Argentina just counted 20, hand counted 25 million votes in 24 hours. I think the CrossFit Games can can do 400 semifinal scores in in a matter of a week, and using and there's tons of volunteers out there that will will help with that process. Legitimate volunteers, affiliate owners, yeah. um, coaches that'll help with that process to accelerate that. I yeah, I, I think the point of the show so far, or like uh, you know, suggestion of the show so far was Hiller saying open videos. You get the link if you've got your judges course you get the link to the videos and then you can upvote downvote because that also removes that kind of blurred line of like oh i fucking hate that guy i'm gonna go on and downvote all his videos because like if enough people do it that'll be the outlier then of like all right this, this guy obviously just doesn't like fakowski he's downvoting all his videos regardless of what happens so the more people that do it the less that that becomes an issue um and then you because you remember you used to be able to do it on the open leaderboard you used to be able to like appeal a score or you know like say this is this is questionable like you used to be able to query it when you had your judges course so that's basically what your suggestion is hiller except on a larger scale like a more visual scale rather than just looking at the scores in bullshit you're actually looking at the video correct well i mean the difference would be i think you have to have the judges course completed and i just want to say i've never heard anyone give a good counter argument as to why it wouldn't be open so, and then what, what I mean by that is without a good counterpoint, all I'm left to assume is that they're hiding something like Brooke Wells video in 2016, maybe it was, and be like, everyone now sees it. Now we have this giant monkey on our backs and we got to get it off. And then they gave the announcement that was, she showed the capacity. So oh, if we don't have videos out there, no one's going to see that crap. And that's crap. I'm mm -hmm. trying not to swear. 
Go ahead. I've done. I've done it more than I think I've done on any other show. So until I'm until I'm provided with like a concrete evidence about why they sh they wouldn't do something like that, then they're clearly not listening or they're clearly hiding something. Tell the us only why thing you that I could see it. being really difficult about that from a practical point of view would be the tra if there was enough people, it would be the traffic all watching kind of material of a high kind of like taking up a lot of memory and crashing the site, having not to YouTube. pay more to make that site up to a certain level of capability. It would just be a in my not very technical knowledge. Because even when they do it now, if you if you put in, you see some of the uh, some of the athletes, uh, was more so people who are in doing it in gyms that aren't affiliated. You upload your YouTube link like to your score. Like when you open your score, you can see like twenty three point one. Like I did it this year. I did a, one of my workouts at an unaffiliated gym, and I did one at home. And on both of them, I had to upload a YouTube link. I mean, whoever the fuck I was going to affect on the leaderboard, but I still did it because it's like there could be somebody who's like, oh my god, I'm going to finish in the top. 400,000 and this guy's keeping me out and I haven't done something properly. So like there is that thing of I've had it before where I've been in a gym in an affiliate doing a workout and someone will be doing so I'd be looking at someone going like what is going on there that's not surely they can't put that score in but then the affiliate owner will say like ah but sure it's not really going to have an effect on the leaderboard and it's like well it's going to have an effect on someone's leaderboard like it might not be the top it might not stop someone going to semi-finals but it could stop someone having their fittest 54 year old doctor in Westmead or whatever. Damn right it will. Yeah. Um right. Last uh last topic. So Hitter, you're going first on this one. Trap horn or something. Yeah. Um <laughs> so semifinals, we've we've talked we've gone up as far as uh quarterfinals. So semifinals is next. Last year we had Germany, we had uh, Florida, we had Pasadena for the semifinals, all run by HQ, and we had the uh, further afield ones all run by um, you know separate entities. The program was uniform. Um, my question to you guys is: I'll just give a points update first. Sorry, so three. Lauren is on five, heading into the last round. Hiller is on seven, heading into the last round, and Craig is on four, heading into the last round. Um, my question to you is should CrossFit run themselves the semifinals outsource them to other people and if they do outsource them what should that look like Hitter you're going first first I think I should say if they were to be outsourced would they still be first I would like to say if they were to be outsourced would they still be called semifinals wouldn't they just be sanctionals again to which I would say, yeah, I think that they should be outsourced because one of the biggest things we hear about why there were no longer regionals is because they cost too much money. I made a video recently very much leading, if not proving the fact that the affiliates are propping this sort of stuff up. I can't say that concretely, but it very much looks so. And if that is the case, the affiliate, what, 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 why would the affiliates continue to prop this thing up? I'm standing at JR's gym. I, you are there too. And you're watching this event being put on with all these fit athletes, with all these judges. And at the end of the day, it was Austin Hatfield who had won, and it was Colton Mearns who had finished second. I don't think anybody would have had an issue with those two being the ones who have moved on to a semifinal or uh, to the CrossFit Games from there. You can have more of them, and I think the issue is that they aren't set up before the season. So there could be 20 of them instead of five of them. You can have them all over the course of the weekend. You can have people with their freaking iPhones streaming those things, and I think that they should be uh, outsourced. Thank you. Um, I almost feel like I don't even need to start the clock at you. I was going to use my phone for the last uh, two timers because it's not—it's just not. It's not, it's not fair to me. That one actually looked like it was working. 
the clock yeah you could see that know. one um, yeah. it's it's the uh I'll, look oh, fuck it i'll try it one more time then fine this is gonna make chase's skin it's only two more times you're doing good all right um who's next lauren is it me go yeah um yeah agree with hiller i think it solves a lot of crossfit's financial issues that they have with just leaking money into this area Obviously, it allows local event organizers to focus on what they know best, which is their local community in terms of selling tickets and generating the kind of event that people will go to. I think sanctionals was possibly the best thing that ever happened to CrossFit in terms of opening up the ecosystem and allowing more people to get involved. I think the more people that get involved, the more knowledge and the more success um, and like kind of general mind power that we'll have in the community. That's only a good thing because we can get very narrow minded on what we know if the same people are running things over and over again. Um, and CrossFit ran back to back to back events last year. And whilst I was at Berlin, the last one, and I think they did a phenomenal job, those people are tired and it's uneven waiting, right? Three events out of the seven are covered by CrossFit. How do you think the other four feel that they're always kind of not quite important enough to be CrossFit's priority? Wow, you nailed the time on that one. Well done. That's good. Um, all right, Craig, 60 seconds, go. All right, I'm going to agree with Hiller and Lauren on this one too. Event production, having done it before when uh, I was in the grid league, event production is, is just, it's brutal and it's expensive and it's super labor intensive. Um, CrossFit should um, move that to people that are really good at it and give them an opportunity to profit from it. Keep in mind the important component here is there is no online qualifier for those types of events anymore if it's tied to the if it's tied to the open. Therefore, CrossFit's going to have to give up a percentage of that uh, revenue that they earn in the open, maybe, and then of course in the quarterfinals or semifinals as people do those events online. Giving that up, um, you know, cuts into profits, but it, pr it produces a better event with higher quality firms that run that do event management. CrossFit has 150 employees. Taxing them with the burden of week to week to week semifinals is 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 I think a waste of human resources. Craig, I'm fucking impressed, man. Oh, dude, I, I was watching the clock this time, man. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Um, all right, rebuttals. Um, so, Hiller, you're going first. Go. Seeing as both of them started with, I, I agree with Hiller. <laughs> How often do you hear that? Huh? I, not very often. You, you know, but what I do want to say is I heard Craig talking about getting it to higher level people where they can monetize it. And I said that JR should be the one to run this or places like JR that they can have the Mayhem Classic again. Just stuff like that in affiliates where they can put competitions on like that. So I don't think it should go to bigger people. Time's up. Uh, Lauren, uh, disagree. I think you need a certain like level of comp uh, to attract people in the first place, and and like a kind of a background of experience. But in general, obviously, we all agree with each other. Um, sanctionals was fun. Lots of people came, and I guess it expands the ecosystem in regards to money coming into the sport with partnerships from different parts of the world. Time's up, Craig. We want to limit it to, well, we already have them in uh, four different uh, regions right now. Um, adding three more is not that big a deal. I think they should, whoever they are should be, I, I confidently feel they should be bigger players um, that will not compromise the quality of the event for the athletes. Yeah. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, you're actually really good. I, yeah, I actually gave you an extra couple of seconds because Lauren over-talked on hers. Um, <laughs> So hey dude, can I add okay. that when you go to all these semifinals, they're ghost towns. 
So they're, they're putting on these massive yeah. events for all of this purpose, and every one that you look at, there's no one there. I just I feel that like stadium choice, like in location choice, maybe better decision making when it comes to where they're held. But then it's more expensive, no? Oh, like the, the big expos are ridiculous. Like those should never be used for CrossFit because they're soulless as well. I'm trying to figure out a way that I can make myself the same height as you guys, but my chair is at its maximum height. <laughs> so I'm just like, this is just what I am. Um, if I move down a bit, maybe. Um, so one of the things that stood out, so if, if uh, I'll see if I can get it up. Uh, oh my God, that's not going to be a great clip to have. I'll see if I can get it up. Um, uh, last, <laughs> last week, um, one of the things that I saw... This is where it would help to have a producer, isn't it? That'd be great. Um, so just speaking about uh, competitions and when they're going to be and that kind of stuff, one of the things, um, and if a red dot appears on my head um, during this next bit, uh, you know who's looking at me. Um, so I thought that it was very unusual that the French Throwdown, one of the biggest competitions on the European calendar annually, has its new date set right in the middle of what would be quarterfinals leading into semifinals uh, stage of competition. So you've got a, pre <laughs> a, a premier event, a premier event on the European calendar. Doesn't say anything about semifinals, doesn't say anything about anything. It just says that it's got a new venue, it's moving to Lyon, it's got a new date, the 17th, 18th and 19th of May, which would be like a week, two weeks after that review process is finished for quarterfinals like they always attract the biggest athletes in Europe like every year and I can't imagine them I just can't imagine Daniel Shafi looking at the calendar and being like fuck it let's put it in May like he there's no way like just no way it's always like end of June it's when the semi-final athletes have moved on to the games they're all set it's when maybe someone like Karen Freyova wants to say alright I want to just have another little litmus test and see what's happening before I head over to Madison or in this case Texas and now you've got this huge competition in Europe like at peak semi-final time do you think that that's a hey, display of anything is, is this the one that didn't pay anybody or is that a different one over it? No, Jesus, no. Oh, no, no, no. These guys are That's, fab. No, this is Daniel Shafi. Okay. He's like the international affiliate manager. He's owned know, like CrossFit Lou for years. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's European Championships that, you're you know, thinking of. That's a that's a steaming pilot dog shit, European Championships. But this is like a premier uh, event. Us Americans get confused about them. Yeah, or Can West. They didn't pay anyone either. Um, do you think that that's, that that's a glimmer into what could be being announced, you know, like with the rulebook and stuff? Th that to me looks like a European semifinal. Yeah. What about it makes it look that way to you? Um, the date and the wow. scope of the competition yeah, and the their past success. The scale of comp. And the fact, and here, here's the other thing, the fact that it's Daniel Chaffee. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's no way Daniel Chaffee does this without... Uh, this this size of a comp um, without conversations at the highest level. Just give it a little like there. Um, yeah, no, I agree. He's not he's not dumb enough to put something. I mean, maybe he is. <laughs> I don't really just don't think he is that he's going to put. It's always been in June. It's always been in June every year. Um, and and think, as uh, Brian Friend, I assume, has mentioned here, it's also three days. Um, I'm pretty sure three-day competitions are so stupid. There's so many of them. Like, stop that. 
Well, not if you're a semi-final. If you're a semi-final, you'll probably a debate need to or what? You guys want to debate me on something? These three-day competitions all the time, it's just murderous. That's why no one goes. If it was one day, it'd be way better. One day, throw down. Ten events. Teams? Uh, that'd be cool, too. Sure, we'd both. And that, that's probably the issue, too, is they try to have so many people. But if you have these 15 yeah. fit freaking people and you have five events, winner take all one day, that'd be so much yeah. better. So much more digestible, too. Three days yeah. of hell. Bit, a bit of a shock when you step out in Texas, though, and you've not done any sort of like length of time versus competition. At least three oh, days I think I think he's saying if it's kind of adjust slightly. If it's not a semi-final, if it's just a big event, it should be like a day. Is that what you're saying? Right, 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 right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, semi-final should be big, three to two, two, three days, and the games, of course, three, four days, whatever. Um, that everything always three days. You have to check in over and over and over again. Like the stands have no one in them. <laughs> It's interesting as well that um, fuck. I just looked at the number. Of, I just looked at the number of people watching. It. It's the most that I've ever watched the show. I think. Um, How many? Like two hundred and twenty. I think you were going to say like two. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, no, I've I've been that guy. Um, it's interesting as well because I remember last year in Berlin, someone who would know told me CrossFit have booked this venue for the next three years. Um, and and they're gonna they're gonna stick to it like for three years and i was like oh wow a bit of consistency and last whatever 18 months ago the then head of sport was like yeah we're going a bit of consistency that's what we're going for here now we've changed the look with how many people go to quarterfinals and apparently if you look at the kind of logical timing of that french throwdown we've also changed the country and we're now outsourcing semi-finals as well instead of doing them ourselves do you think that's? Do you think that that would be the positive move, though, overall for CrossFit to say, similar to what they're doing with Wheelwad, similar to what they're doing with um, the adaptive games and with the uh, team pit throwdown of being like, all right, you complained, fuck it, you do it then, and see what you can do with it, because stop coming up to us and fucking complaining about it. Just do it yourself and do it better. I'm not sure that's quite the sentiment, but <laughs> I fucking think I it is. I think the thing somewhere actually. It's it's definitely it's definitely part of it to say, hey, you guys want to complain this much about how we cover the masters and how we cover the adaptive? You fucking do it then. It's your thing. You do it. Stop com stop complaining to us. We tried to make it a big thing. You didn't like it. Do it yourself. We want do it yourself. Legends, whatever. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just cantankerous. Um, I forgot to say as well, actually, that uh, the winner of tonight's show is going to pick um, someone from the comments to win a year's membership of GoWad. Um, so whoever, whoever wins, whoever wins can go, I'll scroll through the comments if you like. Uh, oh, you probably can't see my screen. Can you see any of the comments? I can. Oh, you can scroll through yeah. your own live chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can scroll through, can scroll through yeah. Yeah, so whoever wins can scroll through those. I just want, I just want to highlight this first. Um, someone give me money. Hybrid Fitness Media. Um, they're going to that FitFest, um, and they cover a lot of OCR stuff. Um, and Cave Dastro, who's a member. If you're a member, you also get to suggest possible talking points and possible guests for future iterations of this show, which I hope that there will be um, if people don't think that this was absolute dog shit and they come back. Um, so he said, is the drug testing protocol in CrossFit good enough for the size of the sport and would a more stringent testing uh, improve the sport so we might discuss this while I tally the final points and work out um, who the actual winner is uh, Hiller I feel like maybe your best place to start on this in order for it to be what it would need to be it would be an amount of money that they would never need to put into it <clears throat> and 
I can't really fairly say get rid of it entirely, but I put something up the other day on my Instagram telling everybody that it's essentially something that even if they did test to the umpteenth degree, it would be no better than it is at the moment. Because the best organization out there, that being USADA, who can test you, I don't know, 20 times a year if they wanted to, you can still pass those drug tests. Hmm. I mean, hell, I'd pass a drug test at the moment, and I'm, I'm using testosterone. Well, what do you do then? Do you just give up? So, so like, do you change? Do you change? You've ever tested positive for testosterone. That's the most, pop, the most popular steroid of all time. But do you just do you just move the line then? Do you just say, all right, don't take any of this ridiculous shit, but like whatever on the other yeah, stuff? Um, it's interesting because when you're honest about it, you realize that you can never win. And I'm, I'm going to forever have content on it for that reason. <laughs> and at which rate, it, it's something that you do to make people who don't understand it happy. Yeah. But, I don't remember right now, the... <laughs> right now, the drug the drug testing protocol they have right now is good enough. Um, will there be people that, that are going to? Well, yeah, but we're, we're, are there people that are going to get get through? Yes, um, but it's now enough of a deterrent. It is scary enough, I think, for these athletes. When you think about the, well, maybe not influencers, right? Because the number of influencers tend to go up after they test positive. <laughs> The number of the number of followers goes up after they test positive, but it's enough of a in terms of their reputation. I think um, if they test they test the top five to ten in um, at the games, um, and they also test randomly throughout the year. That that number has I think shrunken as a as what in response to what Hiller said be as a result of cost. It's very very expensive to do that comprehensive testing but it's enough now I think uh, to act as a deterrent and I think within the spirit of CrossFit it, again OG it's always been no PEDs and I think I think CrossFit needs to to continue to 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 speak that way and so do the athletes the athletes need to need need to speak out positively about no PEDs and set a moral code that's that's not necessarily uh, one that's bound by drug testing but one that's bound by honor um, Hiller, if you if you of the top forty men and women from last season's games, how many uh, how many do you think you could confidently maybe not prove but could confidently uh, distill down an opinion that yeah they were probably taking something? Whoa, you can put like different timestamps on that too because it's the question within the so past say in the last in the last yeah, yeah the twelve. From open from games 2022 up until games 2023, how many of 2023's games are? I'd, I'd say upwards of a third, probably no more than a third. So that's the thing, Craig. Like you, your your system works well, provided everyone buys into the moral code. And like I would suggest that that like moral code is already in place, that it's already morally corrupt to be taking performance enhancing drugs while competing in a clean sport. So then if that code is already there and someone who is as educated in this type of opinion forming as Hiller is can like with relative confidence say I'd say a third of last year's games athletes took something in the 12 months leading up to the games you're at a point of like well fuck how do you like where do you go from there like that's a lot of, of that many people that's a lot to be taking something and I think nothing changes your opinion more about someone when you when someone says someone who someone who might know or who might have been told something in confidence or who might know something when someone like that says hey what about such and such 
but your whole view of that person changes of like for how long since when what type of stuff I, I, I think I think thirty percent is is a gross overestimation. Thirty percent. Yeah, thirty. 30 <laughs> I think it's a gross oh, overestimation. Oh, <laughs> there would there would we would see more positive tests as a result, um, and and that would be and that would have that would have been in previous years. Um, in the current year, we would see way more positive tests if it was third. If it was it was one third. I, I will add though, the the the, uh, the other thing that I that I think though in terms of honor is if if these if all of these athletes were were bound to an affiliate, um, I think we I think we'd see more of a respect for the honor code than I agree with um, that operating out of training camps. I 100% agree with that. And that Craig, might be the best point you made. Craig, Craig. You, Craig, you make I don't know two million dollars a year out the door every year. And and you're doing that off the back of a couple of chemists, who can guarantee you you're going to be cool. Change your change your perception a little bit because well, I mean, for me, for me, kids. it's hard for me to relate because I'm 16. People who get so. caught are the ones who barely make any money who are trying to get in. And Dave said that too. We never catch the top athletes. It's like, yeah, you're never going to catch the top athletes because they've got the most resources to people who I've spoken to who can tell you exactly when the shit stuff's going to clear your system. It's out. Use this. They'll never find it. Peptide. I, I could take some CJC1295 and you won't find it in three days. It's like, that's the game. And it's just. Yeah, but how do you know that? Have you been, have you, have you done a water test or had a drug test that yeah. would test it? Oh yeah. It's Craig. Who are you talking to? Of course he's fucking done it. <laughs> he, I sent him a message it, when it, he started it, doing it. I sent him a direct message. I said, don't do it, Andrew. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> or what um, do you think? How many, how many people yeah. are you? Laura, do you think that Hitler, is Hitler's number way off? Is it like, does it sound right? I don't really have an opinion on, well, I probably have an opinion, but I don't really know enough to be able to wade in on this conversation because I don't really understand PD cycles, like it's not, that, it's not that like last obviously fact. prevalent in Holden my role, like, like it's not something that, la <laughs> that last uh, fact blew my mind at three days that you could that it's out of your system in three days. I was like, fuck, I assumed it took like six months or three I months or hey, with it's all, it's all just half-life, right? Phil Toon tested positive for something that doesn't leave you for a year. So that just, that was a mess up on his part, but he was also trying yeah. to get into the top. He was yeah, just trying to grow his hair back, right? An asteroid, <laughs> yeah, from from the Nandrolo that he also had. Re in <laughs> re regain, yeah. um, uh, because you're a good dude. Split this with Hiller. Um, I can't and won't do that. Um, wouldn't if I could. Uh, Halpin, new member. Uh, thank you very much. If you want to join, become a member. You can actually use. So I've got emojis. Um, I sound like. Uh, I don't know what I sound like, one of those child YouTubers. But I've got emojis, like there's one there of like uh, Taylor Self, there's one there of Savan, there's one there of John Young as a baby. Um, there's loads of different ones. Uh, cheer, I was bored at work the other day, on my lunch break, obviously. Uh, cheers, because these two, these two fuel my CrossFit fire. I'd be more excited to meet Pedro and Hiller than Tia. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. Um, He's a member of my program. Yeah, Leilani. I bench. Earlier on, I questioned myself, is, is that Rambler? Because she commented on like 12, like 12 comments on my videos in the last like two days. 
and I, but then I was like, maybe she just recently found the page or something. But thank you. Um, and you can gift memberships as well. Look, Cave is doing it. Uh, and again, God, he's a good guy. Um, I can't actually pull up the, uh, the look at this paid. This is a paid ad. He's paying for himself. He's paying for his own programming. <laughs> if only we were that oh. transparent all the time, huh? Yeah, said, jokes on jokes on him. He spon he sponsors uh, the main show, so jokes on him because he's just giving me more money for something I do anyway. So he's like the opposite of getting money for old rope. Um, okay, so the final scores. So actually, I'll just explain. How did that last the, round of disputes go? Uh, Lauren, uh, I should have done this at the time because I can't remember why. <laughs> oh yeah, Lauren lost a point. Um, everybody else stayed the same. Lauren what? lost a point because no. she said. Because you said that it needs to be a big competition to attract big names. But if it's a semi-final, the big names have to go there. They have no choice. So if you have JR and CrossFit Crash running the... That definitely wasn't me. It was. You said it needs, it needs to be a competition of a certain level. It needs to be a, an event of a certain standing in order to... Oh, to... oh, yeah. Like to be a semi-final. Yeah. Rather than not to yeah, attract if... big names. To have the kind of the nous of how to run an event at that scale. Because you're going to oh. have like so many athletes come in. Okay, but I'd counter that with JR and Crash. Like that was one of the best events I've seen. Oh no, it was absolutely no. It was no. And he wouldn't be a. He lines, wouldn't be a. a bit, like no, no. I know you're not. You're not criticizing individual people, but I'm just saying there is a, a group underneath that upper echelon who are skipped over because it's like, well, you're not Dylan and Wadapalooza. You're not, you know, Daniel and France. You're not whatever. You know, it's like you're not at that level. But then you can't. Like how many? dumps slipped through the cracks during that semi-final season where it was like who the fuck okayed this one and then you I have people down to infrastructure as well infrastructure yeah. being quite a key thing to running a large-scale event as it is in any sport yeah i'd be really confident if you gave jr the that uh, loud and live location in, in vegas from west coast classic i reckon he'd do a pretty good job of it um that, that might be another little hint of who's getting a semi-final as well, uh, loud and live. And maybe Mac in Knoxville, who knows? Um, all right, so the f I'm going to be shot. So the full uh, full final scores. Um, so third place, sorry, third place. The Americans always slag me off for the way I because it sounds like I'm saying a shit, like third place. Um, so third place, uh, Lauren on six points. Second place, Craig on seven points. And first place on nine points, Andrew Hiller. Um, he made a decent separation there in that second round, uh, as one might expect when it was about uh, judging and adjudication. Um, I had to ask you what that meant. Yeah, he, he texted me and said, what the fuck does adjudication mean? And I was like, dude, come on. Um, so, Hey, everyone we, got the questions, right? Is there yeah, an appeal uh, process for this whole thing? Okay, Can we watch okay, it after okay. video review? Yeah, yeah, you send your appeals to I don't give a fuck at craighardiablo.com. <laughs> um, so the way that this is going to work, I should have explained. So I wanted to stay away from the idea of just having the same people on all the time, but I also wanted a little bit of continuity. And I thought that I'd take CrossFit's route of doing open quarterfinals, semifinals, final. So what I'm going to do is over the next uh, two episodes, there'll be three, three fresh groups of uh, debaters. And then after those, uh, the first three shows have happened, the three uh, winners will face off in a semi-final. And then there'll be three more. 
and another semi-final and three more and another semi-final and then the winner of each of those semi-finals will go through to a final and face each other so Hiller you've actually inadvertently committed to another episode that you weren't aware that you were committing for um, well why me? I have a few thank yous so thank you Lauren uh, Craig and Hiller for taking a chance on like this could have been a, like I don't, I, I'll look back on it and reflect and see if it was good or not but I, like it could have been an absolute shit show um, so I appreciate you taking the time and like taking a risk on it because it could have been an absolute nightmare um, thank you as well so one of the things like something that happens quite a lot uh, more than you maybe think it would I get messages or I talk to people who say like how can you be friends with Savannah and how can you be friends with Hiller and they're so negative and they do this and they do that and whatever so over the last three days, Savan has spent more time on his show talking about this show and me doing this than he has talked about most other things. Um, he also went live just before this show just to funnel people towards this show after his show was over for no other reason. Um, and he sent a message to the group saying, hey, can anyone come on? And basically everyone in the group said, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, so the fact that uh, I'm not part of an affiliate community stuff like that hits harder home where it's like fuck like that's re that's what real support is not this shit of like that was great even if it wasn't and i know i'll go look at my phone and i'll have text saying you fucking idiot why did you do this or you should have done this or you should and chase is going to kill me for not using a different clock system for example um but thank you to everyone in that uh group that is so supportive and for everybody watching donating whatever else um i was kind of had this thing that i wanted the show to go to exactly 60 and then i'd stop it but I don't know how I'm going to fill like three minutes, 20 seconds. It would have been really nice, but. Um, uh, isn't Hiller choosing someone from the comments? Yeah. Sorry, that's going to take go. about three minutes. That's for you. Hiller, will you make that take two minutes and 10 seconds, picking someone from the comments? So someone from the comments is going to win a GoWad membership. And over the next uh, few weeks, so Facundo is on the regular show uh, next. And during that, he'll be picking someone from the comments to win ironically considering he's a mayhem coach he'll be picking someone from the comments to win a year of smtp uh coaching with taylor self um the self-proclaimed best coach in crossfit i don't know if he actually said that but he probably would um and after that someone will be winning a built for athletes bag uh when elvin from crossfit oslo is on after that then we'll have another debate show and someone will be winning a whoop accessory pack then there's going to be some frog grips stuff given out um and other shit that I'm definitely forgetting as well. But anyway, there's loads of prizes, uh, and it's only for people in the live chat. Um, so, Hiller, you can pick who every... Stephen Tolman's uses of argument. Who the fuck is Stephen Tolman's uses of argument? I guess that's a book I'm supposed to have read to do this show better. Is that what the point is? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Pick me, Pedro. I'm not picking anyone, uh, Ortega. It's Hiller picking people. Hey, by, the way, by the way, regarding the comment on you know friendship with Savan and Hiller all you have to do is meet these people in person and one they'll give you a lot of their time and uh, and they'll show you what genuinely really really nice people they are thanks Craig yeah. the best the best hug I've ever gotten um was from Savan I've never had a hug he hugs like he has a he has a fucking serious hug yeah. he does this thing where he he like so most people hug, you know, like they put two hands. He like grabs his own wrist and like pulls you in. And as soon as it happens, you're like, this is the best hug I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, remarkable. Genuine. Right, Hiller, who are you going for? Um, now, you can't pull up the comment. That's the problem. But you can tell me the name. I, I want to go with uh, Laliani. 
Because it's uh, okay. K- She's K- one of yours. Aliana, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but it's K I O U S. Here you go. She likes you quite a bit too, and she already gave you some money. Leilani. I'd say Leilani. Leilani Holland. Leilani. Kaios, maybe? She can tell us if we're wrong anyway. So, Leilani, you've won a year's membership of GoWad. So, if you DM me your email, I'll pass it on to Thibaut and the team, and then they'll get you set up um, with a year's membership of GoWad. So, you'll be able to, you, you can do it. Uh, oh, I nailed it. Um, you can do the, you know, the stretching and all that shit and improve yourself. Or you can do what I do and just go, oh, man, I really should do some go out. Oh, fuck it. I'll just go on the bike. Like, pretty much every day. That's my that's my whole thing. Uh, Craig, thank you. Congratulations on all your continued success with Diablo and PRs all day. Hiller, thank you. Congratulations on being so feared um, and respected in the CrossFit space. Hey, wait, I don't get my 30 seconds? What the hell, man? Oh, shit. Yeah, you got 30 seconds to talk about whatever you want or promote whatever you want or... Now we're going to go over an hour. Fuck. Well, I just, I just um, wanted to remind go. you that that was a thing. Go. I had something said to me by freaking Haley Marillo, who you had on the show that I was oh, yeah. going to bring up, and it was some assault bike riding thing. That is a fucking... You know uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to bring it up. It's, it's actually... Like, it's, that was the thing. I just don't remember what the hell... Because it, it went away from the story. It's one of the best... Um, it's one of the best... I'm so happy you know... Charity things I've seen. Am I going to be able to find it? Is it in my story, maybe? Um, it's a really, really good idea... Yes, I have it. Can I pause the story? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a really, really good um, idea for a charity thing. This is so slow, and I'm sorry, but 195 people just hang on for a second because this is actually a really good idea. What? What? What's a good idea? Her thing. Um, okay, so it's Travis Miller. So this guy had um, a growth. Um, on his spine and it's like it's if he basically lost the ability uh to use the waist down um and the growth was removed and now the recovery process has started so if you go to my story and click the link um or if you go to 460 fitness um and click the link can i just click into that nope if you go to the account you can 460 fitness and then it should pop up it's a post yeah, but I'm, I reshared her story, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but you, you got to search for 460 Fitness. Okay. Um, while I'm doing that. So, uh, 460. There we go. Um, yeah, so it's actually a really good idea. So what you do is you have a minute to do max calories, and there's prizes for whoever does the most max calories, and it's online, and you can video. See, so the, the screen has to be in view all the time. It has to be an Echo Bike. And the screen has to be in view all the time while you're doing your calories. So you've got a minute uh, to do as many calories as you can. Fuck, I hope it's a minute. Maybe it's 30 seconds. Um, to do as many calories as you can. God fucking damn it. And when you... Here we go. So what do we got to do? What's, what's the deal with it? All right, so on an Echo Bike, participants will have a minute to complete as many calories as possible. Top male and female will get $50 each. The challenge starts Mondays. It's $10 uh, to enter. So you can, there's a link here that you can uh, pay your $10 with. Um, and then if you want to do, if you want to donate but not do it, you can just Venmo Velvet Minic. Um, and the winners will be announced on the 4th of December. 
Uh, yeah, so Haley Murillo sent this. Uh, so it starts, it has started Monday gone by, and it goes up until Saturday. So you've got like two days, three days to get your uh, attempt in. Um, and it's $10 to enter. All the money will go to Travis. Um, now you can hear about him here. He just sounds like a pro- like your standard affiliate member and just something awful happened to him. Uh, a cavernous malformation is what it's called. So he basically has to come back from this surgery um, and regain his functionality. Um, so yeah, if you can go to that and if you want to do it, that's a good shout hitter. Uh, that was actually good, good use of the, of the time you had. Well done. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for being on it. Congratulations, Hiller. You are the fittest YouTuber and the debatiest guest. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs>